Before we begin on how to take back our country, what I'd like for you to do is close your eyes and think about what it is that our government has gotten right in the, fa- in the past six or seven decades. Think about one example where the government made a decision to either do something or not do something, and it was the correct decision. It was a timely decision. We can go back as far as World War II, where we waited to get into a conflict where we had all the information that we needed to know that there were evil forces out there that were wanting to take over the world, but we sat back and we did nothing or did little because the money changers controlled our country's actions. It was more profitable to stay out of the war. Then we had the Vietnam War. And just ask yourself this, what did we accomplish with that war other than 50,000 American soldiers, young children, young men dead? Interest rates. The interest rates that the Fed charges. We watch them continually wait too long to raise the rates and they wait too long to lower them. They've thrown our country into chaos, financial chaos, over and over again. Why would you want to trust anything that our government is doing right now or that they promised to do? You can keep your eyes closed and spend a couple more minutes thinking about that one thing that the government got right from the COVID response at all levels. At the local, state, and federal level, look at the response to COVID. Too little, too late, too much, too long. Year after year, our government demonstrates that they don't have our best interest in mind. Why, as Americans, would we not clamor for and force change? We hear about the melting pot how America is the melting pot of the world. Well, I would say that if your borders are open and you have millions of people coming into the country at a prolific rate, that that's anything but the melting pot. Let me give you a better example of a melting pot. It's our government, the U.S. government. As good men and good women work their way into politics, they're soon melted by the corruption of the system. Our government is the true melting pot, and it's not a good melting pot. It's one where evil thrives, and anyone who tries to get in and make a difference, a positive difference, is soon melted. They're soon poisoned by the toxic soup. That's the true melting pot that we've got going on, and it's not a good one. And we can do something about it. So let's talk about a plan for moving forward. I propose that collectively we come up with a dozen to two dozen laws for this next election cycle that can profoundly change this country. 
and raise your hand, look around and raise your hand if you think that this, this country's headed in the right direction. Do you really want any more of what it is that our government has been serving up? Do you really want that? And how long do you think it can go on? So I'm going to propose some laws to you. I've talked about some of these before. And I want to tell you that as president, I will work towards each and every one of these laws. Now, I can't do it alone. And what we have to do collectively is we've got to get 430-something people in the House of Representatives, and we've got to get 30 to 35 senators in office during this next election cycle that will carry out the will of the people. No person can do this alone. As a reminder, you're going to hear all these candidates talk about what they're going to do. They're not going to do squat. They have to have the cooperation of other members of Congress. The president has to have the cooperation of Congress. And Congress has to have his cooperation. So how do you do that? Well, you make sure going in that every one of those candidates has sworn that they will vote for specific laws on that first term in Congress, that the president will vote for and will pass certain laws. And what are those laws? I've talked to you a couple of times about them before, and that is is that from the moment, law number one should be from the moment that a candidate declares their, or a person declares their candidacy for public office, that every word and every writing that emanates from that person is under oath, no matter the circumstance. And that continues until five years after their term of service in that office. That should be paramount, that we, we get rid of these guys that will say or do anything to get into office, and then once they're in office, they'll say and do anything to make you go away because now they've got that power, that power that's been bestowed upon them by corporations, by big business, by their partners in crime in Congress. Folks, that needs to change, and we can do that with law number one. Law number two is we extend the statute of limitations from five years to 12 years, and we make it retroactive for all, all crimes committed while in political office. What we do is we take away this system that they have right now, and I want to remind everybody, and think about this, these investigations on both sides of the aisle, they become a multi-billion dollar business that bears no fruit. Nothing changes. The only thing that, that changes is that more money is stolen from your your children and your grandchildren's future with these investigations because they certainly don't change the system. What we need to do is we need to make sure that the will of the people by and through their candidates who get elected to office have the opportunity to investigate this current and the recently out of office for their crimes that they've committed while in office, and we give them 12 years 
as the statute of limitations and we make it retroactive. We change this system where we can go after these people. Law number three is where we limit how long these people can be in office. There's a couple of reasons for doing it. There's a number of reasons for doing it. And, uh, and I believe that with a turnover rate in Congress, with our political leaders turning over and we have new and fresh ideas, we can avoid the stagnation that takes place when someone gets comfortable. We see it in the sports world where a coach comes in and he does halfway decent and he gets a little bit too comfortable or his ideas are now no longer state of the art or cutting edge and he's gotten rid of because those team owners, they want to win. And folks, we the people are the team owners. And if these people can't come up with good ideas on their own, they need to be gone. And to do that, we need to make sure there's term limits. And I propose that it's two terms as a representative, two terms as a senator, and two terms as president. But any combination of those cannot exceed 14 years. We need fresh young ideas coming into our country, coming into office. Those are the top three. The other thing that we need to do is we need to profoundly change the way we educate our children. They are our future. We have to make sure that they are equipped with the math skills and the communication skills and the economic skills that are necessary to thrive, not just survive, to thrive. Another thing that we need to have, another law, is, is that there will be no corporations, no businesses, no one shops tax breaks from state to state. What businesses have done, what corporations have done, is they've turned us from the United States of America to 50 separate states that are all doing business with these corporations, and they do it in the form of tax breaks and kickbacks. It needs to be illegal or heavily penalized every single time one of these corporations goes from one state or one city to the other and says, we'll move our company here if you give us X number of tens of millions of dollars in tax breaks. We cannot afford that anymore. We never could afford it. But we have to take control back from these businesses. They have hijacked our government. These, these political, these people that we elect, they're beholden to these companies. Ask yourself this, have you or anyone you've known ever been able to pick up the telephone and schedule a face-to-face -face meeting with your elected official, the U.S. Senator, the Rep, or the President? Have you ever been able to do that? Or do you know anyone that's been able to do that? I guarantee you that if you do, they're few and far between. And you can bet that if these heads of these different corporations ask for a meeting, that meeting's happening that day or the next day. There is no waiting around for that meeting. Why? Because of the quid pro quo that goes on so cleverly in our government. The kickbacks that go on. 
whether it's the knowing when the stocks are going to go up with the legislation that gets passed, or it's the when when a person goes to speak at a university after he's gotten out of political office and they're paying him a hundred thousand dollars or a quarter of a million dollars to speak for an hour. That's all payback. Those are all kickbacks. Make no mistake. And we can do something about it. But we've got to have laws that are engineered that our candidates, before they get in office, have already sworn this is what they're going to do. Now, we can't do that with every, with every law. It would be impossible to imagine every law that could conceivably come up. But we can take the top 10, 20, a couple dozen. We can take those top laws and we can force our hand where we get our country back. We, we absolutely have had our country stolen by large corporations and businesses. And as soon as you start to take action and as soon as the pendulum swings and there's enough of us out there that show our disgust with what's going on and we vote for those candidates that are like-minded, that, that think like I do, that think like you do, but don't know where to turn, don't know where to go, as soon as we do that, you can bet that those corporations and those politicians, they'll turn their gun barrels towards whoever those people are, and you have to weather the storm. We can take this country back at this next election. And certainly, certainly, by the end of the following election, we've got her back again. But we've got to unite. We've got to forget this political party nonsense We've got to make sure that people are not elected on how much they bash the other side. We have to make sure that they're elected on promises that, that we put together, that we want them to keep, that we elect them to office based on. Not the nonsense that they tell us that we know deep down is never going to happen. Folks, we're at $31 trillion and climbing on debt. We've got governors and senators that talk about throwing money at groups to make up for past unfairness. That has nothing to do with those groups. Nothing. It is about enriching big business. Folks, keep tuned into these podcasts, and I'm going to whittle away at all these schemes that these businesses have. And together, we'll take back our country. Get focused and stay focused.